Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Do you like sports? Because we like sports. Let's talk about sports. It's Sports Shack. Sports Shack. It's Sports Shack. And welcome to episode 202. You mean the Todd Hundley episode? Who's this guy, Todd Hundley? Oh, he's the son of former Cubs catcher Randy Hundley. He knocked around the big leagues long enough to hit 202 career home runs. Happy episode 202, Todd Hundley. Family Broadcasting Corporation. In association with the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Presents Sports Yak. One host knows sports. And who's right there? The other doesn't know sports, but somehow they meet in the middle. It's all the way! It is! It's good! Here's your host, Corey Mann. Get your big butt out of here! And Indiana Sports Broadcast Hall of Famer. This one will be relived. Chuck Freebie. Forever! It's a Wednesday morning. Chuck and I are in South Bend, Indiana. Our guest is in South Dakota. Well, South Dakota is where they're playing the NAIA Division II National Tournament. And Mike Lightfoot, the legendary Bethel coach, is out there with his nation of coaches checking things out. Mike, we have not one, not two, but three local teams competing in this tournament. But you told me yesterday uh, this tournament, like many other events, being affected by the coronavirus well, you know, the precautions have been really extreme uh, here. Uh, for example, uh, the bench, the bench area after every game, the benches, the actual benches are taken out and disinfected, sprayed, and uh, go through a process before they can be put back on the floor. The locker rooms, when the team leaves the locker room, they are completely wiped down inch by inch, everything just making sure that it stays sanitized. Coach, I was on campus at Bethel University yesterday. We were doing an office visit for our radio station, and I saw the big Bethel letters on the baseball field. I parked near the gymnasium. How much do you miss actual coaching? That's a great question. I really miss the relationship with players. I mean, just the day-to-day, just hanging out with players. I think they just keep you focused. They keep you young. It's exciting. Nation of Coaches has really filled that void being able to work with teams and see games and meet with coaches. So in a way, other than the players day-to-day, I've got that void filled. I've got that scratch fixed by just uh, covering uh, things for Nation of Coaches. So we have three local teams playing in this NAIA tournament this week. Holy Cross, as we record this, about to tip off in 25 minutes. What has Mike McBride done to... Help this team get to its first NAIA national tournament ever. What has impressed you about the Saints this wow. year? Wow. Mike has done an incredible job with his team, even though they've had a tough injury here the last couple of weeks with one of his starters. But he has done a great job, and what Mike does is a great teacher of offense. They do a great job of moving the ball. It doesn't stick, and they're very hard to guard because of that. 
he prefers uh, more of a grind out type of uh, game. But uh, what a what a tribute to what he has done, and for Holy Cross to uh, get out here to the NAI Big Dance. Oh, incredible job! The team that eliminated them from the conference tournament and went on to win the CCAC is IUSB. What have you seen from Scott Cooper's team this year? Wow, I really like Scott Cooper's team. I think they've really matured and gotten better as the season has went along. I've really seen that they're very hard to guard. Uh, that game against Olivet Nazarene, where they were down nine with 35 seconds, was really probably one of the most amazing comebacks in college basketball history. Uh, they just do so many things well. They penetrate well. They can shoot it. They want to shoot the three. They push the ball up the floor, and the thing that they're doing, they're playing with a tremendous amount of confidence. They're not one of the higher seeds. Do you see them winning their opener? It could be tough because they're playing, I believe, Dakota Westland, and that's uh, basically the host school. They'll be a great crowd. They've been here before. You know, that might be another challenge, but that's what that's where you play these games for. You just never know. You're looking for those opportunities that could, could come up at no time. One more team, and, and I know you, you can't – the Bethel and you may not say a whole lot great about Grace College, but they do have the Crossroads League Coach of the Year in Scott Moore who's done a wonderful job, and they got yeah. on a roll at the end of the year. Yes, they got on a great roll. I think that they do have a chance to make some a noise out here just because they're a veteran team. They're an older team, and that's what you need to run some – some games together. I think that they do have an opportunity because of who they played all year long in the Crossroads League to, you know, get some wins and and uh, keep rolling here in this uh, national tournament. So, at the three teams, I would give that the tip to to Grace because those guys have have uh, been together for a long time. Coach, you had mentioned uh, who you are with now. What what is the title again? Yeah, Nations of Coaches. And so our ministry is to really support coaches. You know, Billy Graham said that coaches make more impact in one year uh, on the lives of people than some people do in a lifetime. And then the next part of Billy Graham's quote, who's lifting up and supporting the coaches. And so that's really true. That's the challenge that we're trying to support the coaches and their wives. And so Jackie and I have been part of this organization. It has just been one fantastic ride for us. Mike Bray, that friendship you have with him, you live uh, in town where the University of Notre Dame is at. Selection Sunday. What's it going to take for this team to get back to that, what was it, Chuck, 2015, 2016? Like, yeah. They were on fire. That fire has seemed to be doused. Uh, boy, I, I respect Coach Bray so much because of what he's been able to do at Notre Dame, and uh, that's not an easy place to coach basketball. It's uh, a challenge because of the academics, the demands, and all those things. What's you got to do? Well, got to find better players. Got to be a little bit more athletic than those finding up players. I think those are the things that are very, very important. He's got to get old and stay old. That was a formula that worked for him for a long time, but now that is kind of uh, – flipped through the cracks and he's had to play younger players and uh, the combination he's got to get a little bit better players and then he's got to get older and stay older. How much of a chance do you give them to make a run in the ACC tournament this week? They open with Boston College tonight. 
I think they're going to get Boston College. I think that's good. And they, you know, they could beat Virginia. Uh, they, you know, that's the thing about this team. They, can they, can they finish and close, close out games? That's going to be, that's been the challenge that Mike's had with this team all year. Can they close out games? And the answer is to rank teams that have not been able to do it for the last couple of years. Can they get it done now uh, when uh, the rubber meets the road? These players, these seniors know that uh, oh, this is it. And so they've got to find a way to, uh, to get on a string here. But it's very tough in the ACC to run the table. Let me give you another team that has had problems closing out games. <laughs> uh, would you say the Hoosiers? Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that, Chuck. I, uh, they have just kind of shot themselves in the foot repeatedly all year. I, and, uh, you know, I'm old school. I don't like to make excuses. There's no excuses. You have an opportunity to play on the floor. You have an opportunity to play in your home court. You got to find a way to win those games. You just got to win those games. But uh, I think I can count five games where they should have won them, and they did not do it. And uh, I don't think that that's going to change very much. Uh, you're not going to put a magic wand to that and fix that this year. Mike, I've been very critical on this show of Archie Miller. You as a coach have a different perspective than I do as a broadcaster. But how much of yeah. that inability to close out games do you think falls on Archie and how much falls on his players? What what accountability do they have? I think it's both. I think, you know, uh, you, as a coach, you want to say it's all on you. But as I've watched IU and I've seen them and I've done those things, I think the players' mentality is part of that mix where they struggle finishing games because they make poor decisions repeatedly. And, you know, you can say, well, coach them better. Well, many times in the heat of the game, uh, they revert back and have what they had in junior high and high school. And I think those are the things that I've seen, the Hoosier guards especially. And the other thing that just frustrates me to watch them is that their guard play doesn't get the ball inside where it needs to go. Uh, when you have a young man that's talented, as he is, you've got to find a way to get him the ball. But you're referring to Trace Jackson Davis as the young man who's as talented yes, as he is. Yes, I am. He's a big time player, but if you watch them, their guards do not get the ball. Yeah, he was on the milk carton against Wisconsin. And I, I know they talk about it, but they sure don't get it done. So that is a frustrating part of that is a frustrating part of uh, watching how you play. And they're not going to get. I I doubt that they're gonna, not going to get that fixed. Not going to get it fixed. I really feel bad for IU fans because they are so loyal and so adamant about their team. They want to see success, but it just has not happened. As a coach, and and I know that you're one to offer far more praise than criticism, and I only bring up Archie because he's been a target of mine on this show, but it could be anybody. Do you ever look at what a coach does and say, Man, he's just, he's not doing a good job, or he's not a fit for this particular program. Because let's face it, mm. Archie did okay at Dayton. He took him to an elite yeah. eight one time, but he just yep. it just doesn't seem to be working at Indiana right now for whatever reason. Yeah, um, I think Archie just he, if you know Archie Miller, he is so focused to the point of just unbelievable focus. It's just crazy focus. He is just locked into his his computer watching video. He wants to be successful 
in so many ways. But I think one of the things that hurts Archie is when he gets in front of a camera and makes excuses. Yeah, like yeah, the Joe Lunardi thing over the weekend, right? Yeah, that. See, those those are times when I just shake my head and just say, "Oh, let that go." You know, you don't want to. You know, the bottom line is you got to win games, and let's not throw somebody else under the bus. Let's not try to do those type of things. Yeah, so I think that, you know what, it, yeah, that the school's still in session here to figure out if he's, if he's the person that's going to turn it around. He works extremely hard. He's very dedicated to his job. But there is a chemistry. There is a chemistry of being a coach and especially a fit for the institution. And I think that's the, that's the challenge to see if Archie's going to be able to get that done. I think there's been a lot of coaches at first, their first three or four years haven't done that, but then they've adjusted. It'll be the big question if Archie can adjust and, and fit the IU mold before he's no longer there. When you see a coach do something like that, or or like when Mike Bray had his rant after the first Florida State game with the officials, is that a time when, as part of Nation of Coaches, you might give a guy a call and yep. say, hey, yep. are you are you doing yep. okay? Yep, exactly. I've done that with every coach that, you know, Coach McGraw had a little meltdown in her press conference, uh, you know, a couple months ago. Mike's had that issue, and we've seen it. Yeah, so yeah, I give all those guys calls, and I talk to them, and try to encourage them, and and uh, try to, you know, just. Here's uh, a great analogy, though. If you put everything that you're doing in your life, like as a broadcaster, and it comes down to just one moment in time, the last part of the season. And everything is on it. The pressure that they're feeling is just absolutely incredible. And so that pressure that he's feeling, the pressure that these coaches are feeling, and they're tired and they're worn down, but it still doesn't give them a, you know, a pass. Uh, but they are human. And so Nation of Coaches comes alongside of them and tries to build them up, encourage them, and try to keep things in perspective because it's so easy in coaching to get – things completely out of perspective mike selection sunday let's put you on the spot who's in your final four wow you are putting me on the spot i'm going with uh like a baylor i think they've struggled but i think that's going to help them as they come through this whole thing i'm going to go with my friends i'm going to go with dayton and anthony grant and anthony solomon i like that team that would be a great story kansas is awfully good i just think that they they've got so many weapons I'd say those are three best teams, and and maybe uh, Gonzaga, but I don't know how the pairings will go and how that will all flow out. But uh, those those four teams have played pretty consistent all year. Because so much of it is matchup, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and that's it. It's matchup of who you play, style of play. That's the neat thing about this NAI tournament. You play in five games in six days. You could play a fast-paced team, and then next to a slowdown team, and. And the same thing can happen in the big dance where you're playing a team and then there's these younger teams that get hot and they, they play with a tremendous amount of confidence. And so next thing you know, they're on a roll. So it's all matchups. It's all matchups and uh, how you guard and how you can defend from game to game. Speaking of matchups, you had an interesting one that you got to observe last Saturday as two of your former <laughs> players who were roommates on that national yes. championship team went head-to-head as coaches. What was that like for you to watch Mark Galloway uh, and Culver well, Academy, Chad Johnson and Adams? That was fantastic for me. I sat right at midcourt, 
half of my body was on one side, <laughs> half of my body was on the other side. So I, you know, but it was so good to see uh, their wives and, and they took a picture with each other and their wives before the game, which is, shows you how much love they have for one another. They have not played each other purposely because if they just knew it would be a tough thing for them to do, but they had to when it stayed from the time. But I'm really proud of those guys, proud of all the guys. that are, I had eight guys in the sectional championship uh, last Saturday, and so I really just enjoyed the, the whole thing, former players coming back, parents and all those things. It was a proud parent time for me. Trey Galloway, the Culver Academy standout, really struggled because of the defense that Adams was able to use against him. On 46 this week, we're doing Culver Academy in Northridge. I don't know how much you've seen of the Raiders under Scott Raddick yes, this year. Yeah. Uh, how do you see that matchup? Because to me, that's an interesting matchup. You've got the size and physicality of Culver against this terrifically run motion offense and the three-point shooting that Northridge brings to the table. Yeah, I really like Northridge. I like their team. I like their explosiveness. Here's the only thing that's going to stop Northridge. I really believe, I think, that even though CMA has been there, if Northridge hits their streets, because they're going to shoot them. And, you know, the thing about Culver Military has great defense, but if, if they miss shots, if they don't hit those threes, then and a hat goes off to uh, CMA because they're, they're long, physical, they play great defense. But if they're hitting those shots and they don't have any fear when it comes to shooting the three, and they also have a big, and the big inside can do a lot of damage. So he's going to really put pressure on them. You can't double down on it because you've got so many great perimeter shooters. Uh, that's going to be a great game. That is just going to be – it's going to be physicality and length versus mice running around that can shoot the ball. So I assume you'll be watching on YouTube or Facebook at 11 a.m. on the 46 Sports oh, YouTube page. Yes, yes, you know, yes. I, I will make sure of that for sure. Actually, I'm going to try to catch a flight and try to get home for it if possible. I don't nice. know if that's possible yet because I heard that you're going to be there. So, I, you know, I, I want to see that for sure. When you mentioned your final four teams, you said you're sticking with your friends and you took Scott, Drew, and Baylor and I know the Drew family and the Lightfoot family are very close. And in mm-hmm. fact, yes. uh, one of your one of your passions lately has been promoting an event that's going to honor Homer yes. Drew at Bethel. Yes, uh, I really think that this is uh, a special time for our community, not just for Bethel, not just for everybody else, but just just for the opportunity to honor Coach Drew, who coached at Bethel, started at Bethel, did great things at Bethel. And uh, got in the Hall of Fame, and there's just not that many. Division, small NEI schools that can say that out of, out of their growth of coaches came a Hall of Fame member that's in the Hall of Basketball Hall of Fame. So we're going to be honoring him on March the 24th. And wow, in that, and you know, it's just not what he's done for Bethel. What he did for the entire community was here. Uh, I think it's just really neat that. Uh, Bethel's got to take uh, time to honor him. So I have three quick ones before we go. Uh, how many takes did it take for the Goodwill commercial? <laughs> that was, <laughs> you know, Chuck. Now seriously, I have a face for radio, so that took a lot of a lot of cuts. It took a lot of work. It was thankful, but I know I've reached it big time to help out the great people at Goodwill. And so it took, uh, it took most of a day for me to get that right. 
you know. I didn't have any lines. So How many times crazy. did you hear, we're going to need more Jackie? Yes. Jackie, could you step <laughs> in here and, and, and improve this scene? Because uh, what we're working with is just not happening okay. at all. Number two, who had the better afro, Jose Cardinal or Oscar Gamble? Well, gosh, you know, remember Jose would pick uh, things off the vines out in the outfield. I don't know. He was probably eating something that was probably making him, you know, see, see double. You know, I have to think that there is nothing like Oscar Gamble. I mean, that, that, that's in a, in a whole other area. I mean, that's just amazing when you go back. I don't know how he ever kept a hat or a helmet on. Finally, number three, whose pants do you have on today? Well, let me look. I think I packed my own. Okay, good. At least there's no, there, yeah, there's no sparkly thing. I always look and see if there's sparkly things like on the back end of the pants, you know, because that usually gives me a clue that these are not my pants. So I am good I am good to go. Wonderful. Hey, we appreciate you sharing your time oh, with hey. us and your basketball expertise. <laughs> well just remember March twenty fourth for those who are, are listening, just uh, call Bethel or go online and uh, I think it'd be really great to have a lot of community people out there to support. Coach Drew is very excited about coming up coming back to Buffalo. He hasn't been there for a long time, and it'll be fun to have him back and to allow him to be recognized for the great accomplishment he's had in his coaching career. And that'll be inside the Goodman Auditorium where Homer actually coached and where I once saw Rico Swanson slide right through the door as he was playing yeah. a game. <laughs> yes, in a special, yeah, special place. And all the alumni players that will be there will walk in in wheelchairs, and because <laughs> that floor is so hard, none of us have knees anymore. So, yeah, you'll know the former players by by uh, them being wheeled in. Very good. We look forward to it. Thanks, Mike. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode like this one, episode 202. Because I think there was some good basketball information in there. Woo, there was. We That's appreciate it. Mike Lightfoot being with us. And thankful that he took our call not once but twice. Exactly. Until next time, Yak fans. Ooga Luga Todd Hundley. We've had some fun. Yeah, the show is done. Now we gotta run. It's Sport Check. Sport Check. Sport Check is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. We done. You've been listening to Sports Yak with Chuck Freebie and Corey Mann as himself. Produced by Corey Mann. The Sports Yak theme song by Rhett Walker. Production elements and voiceovers by AudibleGenesis.com. Engineered by Phil Souza. Executive producer is Danae Hughes. In partnership with the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Interested in your own podcast? Contact Danae at Danae at StudioDNA.media. Sports Yak archives available on iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker.com. Everybody get out of here. There's a lobster loose. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.